Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and I'm here with... Jeremy. And Will. Hey, guys. How are you all doing? Okay. Okay. It's been a while, hasn't it? We've We've had some trials and hardships since the last podcast we have we have i'm feeling i'm feeling uh, better than i have in 20 years so i'm really yeah you said that yesterday too yeah it's it's a it's a funny reference oh yeah. okay um he so, and the president have a lot in common oh yeah you told me that yesterday too because i didn't get it yesterday yeah, either because i don't watch that you don't watch the news i don't watch that a lot yeah um <laughs> so neither does neither does uh 45 What's that? Neither does the president. That's true. That's also true. So, uh, do you all have anything to say to me today? Happy birthday! No. Oh. <laughs> no, so it's a happy anniversary. Uh, hope, I hope it's Wait, hope hold it's on. Great. Oh, gosh. This is, oh, is it anniversary? Yeah. Oh, happy anniversary! Thanks. Yeah, happy anniversary. Is this of like the podcast or yeah. marriage? Uh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, last week marked one year since oh, we started cool. recording together. Oh, I was right. Wow. Well, kind of. You thought it was had to do with the marriage. So did you yeah, get- I thought it was like your wedding anniversary. Did you all get me anything? I did. I got you a Dr. Pepper, which you then refused and asked <laughs> me to put away. Oh, okay. But I don't, I don't. That was your gift. That yes, I hmm. thought that's what you liked. Okay. Mine's in mine's in shipping. It's oh, good, okay. it's delayed because of Corona. COVID. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's a face mask that covers it. a beard. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's what he ordered today. Yeah, I did. Did you really? I ordered, really? Yeah, I ordered a face mask that doesn't like hook to your chin. You've heard of hat hair, right? Yeah. Well, mask beard is the real pandemic of 2020. Okay. And so this podcast brought to you by Beard Tarp. <laughs> no, that's Order not what it's called. Order yours today. Yeah. Is that what it's called? called? Yeah. It's creative. No. Beard Tarp. That's yeah, great. It's great. That's terrible. It's like a, because I've been doing like the bandana thing and everybody thinks I'm like trying to be a cowboy. You know what it does? It keeps your beard clean of bacteria. It doesn't just keep your It does, actually. Clean. Actually, I, oh, I read an article. One thing. of the things is like for guys with beards, they're concerned that like masks don't completely cover your facial hair, yeah. and Corona can get in your in your beard, and then it's the mask doesn't do anything. Yep. Okay. That's true. So, did you get the dark camo one? No. What color did you get? Navy. There's so many navy. options. Yeah, there this are. Is I'm why looking I love at them right now. Carb. I got a navy Stop. one. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Um, <clears throat> It's been a while since we've done a podcast, and um, you all have covered a lot of really good things that I would have loved to have talked about, but there's I just did, not enough time. I had time. corona, and I was locked up, so That's I true. Didn't Jeremy anything. really hasn't done much. Well, well I, okay, so a couple weeks ago, I wrote I wrote a sermon I was really excited to preach, and then and then Jabe's, he, he got to do it. And you broke your arm. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Will broke his arm, and Will was also in quarantine. That's true. For a week. I was in quarantine for like three days. Yeah, but it, it affected negative. the podcast because we were going to record right. that Monday. Yeah. And then instead of... I felt fine. Though. And then you probably got your results that morning, and you could have said, hey, let's record no, this evening. No. Yep. And what happened was you went on the skateboard. I went skateboarding instead. And, yeah. <laughs> and then he broke his arm. Instead of yeah. podcasting, I went skateboarding. and. So I did see several people say that the devil was definitely after you all um, because yeah, of so. some things that you all went through. I don't think that was the case. Uh, well, I think because I mean, we did a podcast, we literally about did a podcast about the devil about, not being able to come after yeah. us, and then he, <laughs> then he came, came after us, man. Then he yeah, came after. He got us. Well, look, if the if the best thing he's I gotta got go to physical is, therapy now is fourteen days of me hanging around my house, then you know yeah. I'm not that impressed. I think he did a pretty good job with me because I got PT yeah. this well, yeah. week, and now. you can't bend your arm now. Yeah, all the I way, can't straighten it. Can we talk about why you're riding your motorcycle? 
It's physical therapy. No, it's not. It's not physical therapy. It's not. It's ignorance. It's stupid. Not ignorance. No. Because you know better. It's stupidity. Oh. Is what it is. You sound like Amanda. That's what she goes to. Yeah. I really thought about hitting your motorcycle when I parked beside of it earlier. What's he going to do if he has to turn? Which which arm is crippled now? It's that one. So, yeah. So, if he has to turn this way, he can't do it. You don't turn the handlebars as much as you're doing it. You lean. You You kind of lean your body. You lean your body. Unless you're like whipping the U turners. You're driving a jet ski. Jeez. I've never ridden a motorcycle. I have ridden jet skis. Well, that's what obviously what you're riding yeah, just yeah. now. But, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my arm Golly. is still broken. Yeah. And I'm riding a motorcycle. Gosh, that reminds me of that one country song by TT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broken arm riding a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. Good. Yeah, it's a great Sorry. day to be alive. Do you know day. who Garth Brooks is? I do. I've yeah. thought a lot about this since you told me that, and I've I been got really a distraught about that. The Oasis. I know exactly. Oh who he God. Is. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Yeah, I know he just he does up. another one that's like, the lightning and the thunder. <laughs> I, I know it has those two words in it. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> but it's something like that. That's I tell you, okay, so I, there accurate. is a country song that I really enjoy. What's that? Jolene. By, by Dolly Parton. Parton? Yeah, I really love that song. I sing could, it all the time in our house. Oh, could you years. share? A... Yeah, she goes, Jolene, 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 Jolene. Yeah, that's really good. It's It's a good song. (laughs) It is great. So there are are a lot of good covers to that. There are, yeah. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, I haven't heard that. Incredible cover of that. I don't. I I don't. I know she sings the "Alive in America" song. I'm looking at Baker behind you to make sure. I'm. That's. I'm fact checking you. (laughs) Baker knows about that song. I'm telling you, man. I had no respect for Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. until I heard her sing that song, and I was like, "Goodness gracious!" Now you have good. all respect for. Her. I don't know about that, but I have I have more than what I did. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm 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 getting I'm getting cultured on country music. I I'm really proud of you. That's you. really good. Thank I you. mean, okay. <laughs> um. So yesterday, you all uh, preached on the passage from Mark chapter four. Um, where Jesus calms the storm. And I think if anybody has, um, you know, read the Bible or been in church um, for any length of time, they've probably heard this story several times. Um, So there were several really good things. um, And both of you actually, like, brought out two different um, topics that we could cover today. And I really want to cover both of them. So I'm just going to kind of get into my first line of questions And we're going to kind of roll with it and see how long um, we go. And if we go a little too long, we may just have to do the other one another time. Because I think it's really important. So, uh, Jeremy, you said something that was really, really good. And I went back and I had to listen to it like three times today to get it all. This is the second nice compliment you've given me. You were included, actually. Yeah. Remember yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> yesterday she was like she like made a speech. So wonderful, she yeah. really did. It was speech is a good speech. Way. Yeah, yeah the, you don't remember this? It was just no. yesterday. I remembered it. Maybe I was medicated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. we were meeting um, with a bunch of volunteers, and she made this speech about how awesome her pastors are. Well, it was very, unless you were talking about Patrick and James, <laughs> she, she may have been. She You'll have not been. catch that speech today, but um, because you've both already done quite a few questionable things today. Oh, that's funny. Um, so. You said, God is not shaken by our unknowns, not by our elections or by pandemics. 
Though we may tremble with fear, there is everlasting peace in Christ. Christ, sorry, that's the Logan coming. Christ, Christ, yeah. <laughs> Christ in us. Um, so I wanted to kind of touch on that, and it kind of um, goes along the lines of um, something that um, Will said in uh, throwing out topics for today, and it goes along with something that you also said in the sermon. Um, but it's talking about like how things that are unknown to us can cause us a lot of fear and anxiety. So um, one of the things that um, I want to talk about, you know, is is you know the disciples were on the boat with Jesus, and um, they were pretty afraid. Um, and I really liked how you used your um, just personal experience, like you being on boats, which really surprised me because I don't. I just can't see you on a boat, and I'm not sure why, and yeah, I apologize for that. Every morning? No, it's fine. It's fine. Every morning? Yeah, I used to have oh, wow. fishing nets. Go out and... He actually made a statement one time to me that freshwater fishing <laughs> was not real fishing. This is not exactly what I said. I said, in my mind, I've Went, never saltwater, I've only saltwater fished, so I've never done any freshwater I've fishing. I've never been so mad in my life. So I said, I to me, it's not like real fishing. I could see where that would cause a division. But, <laughs> yeah. Did he say that, like, right after he first met you, and that's kind no, of no, this put is a barrier between your relationship? actually pretty recently. He is totally exaggerating. So I wanted to kind of talk about that, though. Um, you know, is being scared and anxious sinful? Um, because we could see that, um, and you you actually explained it really well. I will. I don't know what you said. Um, I probably didn't explain yeah. it very well. <laughs> well he says he, I think his position is if you're a man, it's sinful. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy, you, ex- you were kind of talking about how you could totally understand one point of view, and then one was totally unreasonable. One was reasonable, yeah. a reasonable reaction, and one was an unreasonable. So, like, the, the disciples on the ship are, like, terrified. They're, they think they're about to die. This is it. Um, so they kind of had the more reasonable reaction, and Jesus comes out, and he's like, settle down. Yeah, right. Settle down. What's going on? Yeah, so it's so it's so interesting to me because like when I when you read that and if if you're not if you're not trying to you know Jesus juke the story, it it is and it should stand out to you that Jesus is seeming to be unreasonable. Um, I think it's on purpose because anyone who reads that can understand why they're scared. They are in a little boat. It's filling up, right? It says it's it's filling up with water in the middle of a storm. If anyone's in that situation. And if I said, oh, I'm not scared, they would say, this is not, you're not being acting rational. Don't you realize death is here, you know? But I think the reason why Jesus calls them out is because they they seem to say that they understand he's the Messiah, but they're acting, their actions show that they don't understand who the Messiah actually is. And I think even furthermore, it goes, when, when they, when their fears transfer from the storm to him, you can see that more clearly, that they really don't, they really don't understand. And so I think I think that's I think that's the lack of faith that that is being talked about. I, I, as far as I, I'll, I'm curious what Will thinks, but I'm I'd love to get into the conversation. Is it a sin to be scared? Because I think that's a really really interesting one. Because I've had people say it is. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it uh, is a sin inherently to be scared. I think um, if you're scared of the wrong things, it can be sinful. Sure. Um, the the Bible tells us. Uh, Randy mentioned at church this week that, that the Bible tells us 365 times to not fear. So that there is an exhortation to not be afraid. Um, so there's this confidence in the Lord. Um, but I think I think you know going back to the emotions that God's placed in us, um, 
there are times you should be afraid. It's actually built into us to keep us safe and healthy and all those things. So um, I think just being afraid of the right things. And then, of, of course, um, the apostles in, in the story of, of the storm, is they turn their fear to the proper thing. They're, they have a right. fear of the Lord uh, after they see his great power. And so they stop being afraid of the storm because he handles that, and then they're afraid of the Lord. And, and, you know, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It it is truly them God giving them too much, uh, too much for them to handle, right? To where they have mm-hmm. to cling to Him, right? right. Well, and that kind of goes along with, um, and I, you know, I actually listened to a podcast um, on my way to work on Friday, and um, it was actually Annie F. Downs and Lecrae, and um, he was just kind of talking about his journey the last um, little bit, kind of like renewing his faith and um, his relationship with God and stuff, and he talked a lot about Christian cliches. Mm-hmm. So you said it kind. Yeah. Of, you kind of hit on it a while ago. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people say God will not give you more than you can handle. Yeah, I hate that. I do too because they use it all at the wrong they time. They, they use do. it during a person's most vulnerable, hardest place right. in life during it's grief only when they lost said something. When it's when it's in a situation that they can't handle. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's talk about how uh, people can misinterpret things from the Bible, um, how they um, can't, how they talk, how they use Scripture um, wrong, and how they apply it to situations that help themselves and not necessarily. Yeah. So when when Jesus says, and, and I've heard this justified a lot, but don't be anxious about tomorrow. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> there is a so there's this. So people have used that to say, see, you shouldn't be anxious. But I, I don't think that's the point that Jesus is making. That I don't it, so you have things that are outside of your control. You have these what ifs that you don't even know yet. And and the, I think the point of it is like t- today has their own concerns. Like th- there are things that should concern us today. So so I take I take this as an example. So my, my son has he's had some uh, something's wrong with his kidneys. He's been peeing blood on and off for. Oh my gosh! Probably four or five months, oh, wow. and and it, it is scary, right? Um, now it would be, I would be a crappy parent if I was like, oh, I don't care, like, I'm not concerned about that. I don't God's have any gonna, anxiety about God's, that. God's not going to give you any more unicandomatic. This is more than I can handle. <laughs> right. Like if something's wrong with my son's kid, and, and of course you go to the doctor, and they're like, well, it probably is this, but it could, and then yeah. and then they, they tell you these horrible things that are terrifying. And so, obviously, that's more than, than you can handle. That's that's stressful. It's terrifying because you you literally can't do anything about it. Now, the, I think where fear is is appropriate is 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 when um, is when I, I realize that I can't handle this, and my reaction now is to turn to the Lord. If if I if I wallow and I get angry at God in the sense of like, hey, don't you care that my son is perishing? Um, why are you letting this happen? And it becomes bitterness against the Lord. I think I think that's problematic, uh, obviously. But I think a fear out of a love or care for someone, and what we see is that their fear calls them to questions God's love for them. It's not it's not because they're concerned for their neighbor, right? They're going, God, don't you care about me? And I think that that's that's where sometimes our fear can cause us can become sin. Uh, and so I think we're we're made to fear. We're made to to be driven to the Lord by things that, that cause us anxiety. Uh, Jesus, you know, um, you know, sweats blood before the night before he's crucified. This is, this is his anxiety, uh, because of what he has to go through. That's not Jesus sinning. 
because he's anxious about that. So there's, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. There are times to be anxious. There's times to be fearful. I think when when it becomes sin is um, is kind of the reaction or kind of what manifests out of that. Is it bitterness towards the Lord or is it a clinging to the Lord? I think a lot of the um, the misinterpretations of Scripture are predicated on popular teachings that have been kind of reverberated throughout Christian circles. Um, so when when a popular teacher misinterprets a biblical text um, and it and it catches, then it gets repeated over and mm-hmm. over. Um, and whether that's you know someone on online on a podcast or whatever, or if it's just some guy in a holler and it's in a small community, whatever it may be, um, those kind of teachings where the Bible may be mispreached um, gets reverberated, and then uh, particularly. I think people that don't read a lot of the word for themselves, right. yeah. they latch on to like those kind of uh, easy to remember sayings and yeah. things. And we do this; we use this technique, hopefully, with good theology and gospel-centered preaching. Um, but it, but it's the same with with bad preaching too. And so some some of the things that God won't give you more than you can handle is not exactly what the Bible says, right? right. But, um, and and different things like that. And, and so that's how you end up with a with a, a narrative like this and. Um, you end up making it all about yourself rather than about the Lord. Um, and then you turn it into uh, a, a misappropriation of how we should approach fear and, and what that should look like. Yeah. Um, and then and then it maybe emboldens us to a, a sense of um, just kind of craziness, like I'm untouchable or whatever. So so I take I take let's take Mary, the mother, right? Um, so her, her her sin when she goes to seek after Jesus to say. And, and this is a bit presumption on my part, but to say, hey, like the the, the Pharisees, they're, they're trying, they're, they don't like you. You need to stop what you're doing. Um, that's a fear that doesn't understand his mission. Um, the the anxiety and that where she's she's crumpled down in front of the cross, uh, which John uh, talks about, is not a woman who who is sinning because of her because of the anxiety, obviously, that she has seeing her son be crucified. Um, and so this is, I think, I think so much. Man, I, some of it is just I think there's a misunderstanding of even emotions. How we even how we, I mean, we talk about it all the uh, all the time, right? That love is a good emotion, hate is a bad emotion. When all that that's just, that's not true. The, every emotion and everything has two sides. Love can be good, love can be bad. Um, hate can be good, hate can be bad. Um, anxiety is the same way. God has given you built in you to be anxious, um, so you're not apathetic and still. I mean, so I had a roommate who. Uh, could who I think was void of anxiety, and because of that, he like uh, he, he never changed the tags on his car, and his car he kept getting ticket day after day after day. It was on the road, and I was like, "Isn't this concerning to you?" And he's like, "You know, he's just like a blob on the couch, like and, and a lack of like anything in him." Uh, you know, it, most people would this would have called some angst to where I got to do something about it. Um, so anxiety can produce good, but it can also produce bad if it's placed in the wrong thing or. or um, so I, I think this a lot of times there's a misunderstanding of, of, of human emotions. And, and remember, that, like, you're given these things because you're made in the image and likeness of God. These emotions have been given to you um, to be expressed in a, in a godly way. That's good. So um, I'm going to comment on something else you said yesterday, and then we'll kind of um, switch lines and um, talk about the other part of the topic that I wanted to kind of cover. Emergency water. Emergency water. When, <laughs> yes. when you travel? Yeah, I have emergency water. I get that. Yeah, and you know. and you said 
Julie doesn't understand why you she have emergency not. water in July. But if you're stranded somewhere, you could dehydrate. I agree. Listen, so there was a story of if a, it was a it was a Korean family. <laughs> well, I don't know this. The, <laughs> I was what like, you what said, the heck but... are you talking so about? I, so anytime I travel, I was saying that I understand when traveling because like I get anxious. The longer I travel, the more notice I need. I need to like emotionally, mentally comprehend that I'm leaving. So you should put like a case of water in the trunk what? or whatever. Well, I I stack up on water. Um, I, I because there was this horrible story that happened in. Um, there was this. It was a, a Korean family. The she was nursing. It was a good thing. The car broke down. They were stranded. The the father goes to get help. The and she keeps her baby and her teenagers alive with her breast milk. Mm-hmm. And this was not that long ago. And the father uh, goes and gets help, but dies in the process. And the only reason they were able to find him is because he was taking off pieces of his clothing away from his uh, from the car. Wow. And I read that and I thought, I will never go without emergency water. And so, like it, <laughs> like it, that that story terrified me. So, no matter what, we always carry emergency water. It sounds and a little irrational underwear. to me. But, <laughs> I used to get, I used to buy a case of water, and it only during winter time because I kind of had that same yeah. thought. Like, you know, okay. I had a crappy car, and you know, I kept little snacks in yeah. my purse and a blanket just in case I would break down somewhere because I traveled a lot. Um, I traveled Route Ten a lot when Jason and I were dating. And, you know, it's, you know, and I'm not known to be the best driver either. So, you know, you never knew when I'd be in the ditch or over the hill somewhere. Um, <laughs> not so, known to be the best driver. <laughs> um, so, you know, I always kept like Is an emergency stash. Is anyone ever known to be the best driver? It's like, Jeremy's a very good Listen, no one has ever said driver. People are really rude about it. I'm a bad um, driver. Maybe it's a bad driver thing. So I'm, I'm a bad driver. People are really rude about it. Somebody posted, um, my friend posted something on my timeline the other day. And, um... You know, people oh, just... Isn't that really a friend? Hmm. But the Jeep? No, I shared that. Oh, because like, that was somebody, funny. somebody tagged me in that. Oh, okay. that and funny. I was like, yeah, you know, this is me. I'm yeah. going to share it. <laughs> and then everybody was like, oh, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I can't see at night. So, like, I'm the, I am I am a really, really bad driver, especially at night. Especially at night. So, so it's good to keep the emergency water. It, I need the emergency water. Yeah, listen, I, I am... And if you have it in the wintertime, it's cold. Yes. Because you keep you. it out there overnight. This I mean, it's saying. really... It, truly, if it's over... I used to keep a box of Pop-Tarts in my console, just in case. So I have mm. enough crumbs underneath the car seats to to keep me what? alive for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, you <laughs> say Jason that Cook. you're keeping emergency supplies. It's like, you really just don't ever get anything out of your car. <laughs> In That's there. in the front seat. The trunk is just, yeah, it's just emergency So, Jason water. Cook, if you're hearing this, you know, everything that I've done in the cars is justified. Because <laughs> that may one it's day not. save our lives. It's not. You don't know that. That's true. I don't. He'll um, find out one day when he has to. When he survives on one of my snacks, I'll yeah, in the car or right. something. That's right. There's no room for emergency water on a motorcycle. <laughs> well, You and the open road and no. your broken arm. Yeah, and that's why you shouldn't be driving it right now. Well, not, we won't get back into that, though. Um, okay, so I wanted to kind of touch back on what we had talked about earlier. And, um, you know, I don't think Will knows that you had sent me this topic. So um, it's going to be no idea, so. it's gonna be just as interesting for him, I'm Sorry, sure. Sorry, I sent you a topic, like, late, and apparently Jeremy had already. Yeah, like 10 minutes before I left my house. Yeah, that's um, how I operate. <laughs> so, you know, you said yesterday in your sermon, Jeremy, God is not shaken by our unknowns, not by our elections or our pandemics. Um, though we may tremble with fear, there is everlasting peace in Christ. So um, we are less than a month out. Mm-hmm. Le- yeah, I mean, just a matter of weeks before our next presidential election. Two weeks. Yeah. Oh, golly. 
That makes Less me want to puke. Weeks, that makes me want to puke. Um, okay, so, um, so the election is a big thing right now. Um, and, you know, I think this can kind of go along with um, the topic of being scared and anxious about stuff because um, there's a lot going on right now. Sure. So, um, so kind of going along with the questions that you ha- you say you've been asked. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, should Christians vote? Let's kind of just, I'll just drop that in yeah. and we'll get started on some of the questions you say you were asked. Okay, so... I feel like you're accusing him of. Yeah, I know. I, mean, stuff. No, I, I just want to make sure that I, I say sometimes, that. I, sometimes, sometimes other people yeah. ask us things just <laughs> in pastoral relationships. You know, I was asked both of the questions. They might though. not be submitted through your yeah. process. But. Well, I never get questions that are submitted anyway. So, 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 should Christians vote? I'm curious what you think about this because I, I may have a different opinion. I don't know. Should they? I don't. I don't know that I could give any kind of biblical. Um, biblical mandate for a christian to vote i agree yeah so i think i think if so this this is what i would i would never shame someone for not voting it's not up to it's up to elected officials to appeal to your desire as far as what what you're looking for in, in, in a candidate if they fail to do so you can't bl- and i hear that like a lot like people you being don't vote, blamed. you can't complain yeah or, it's yeah. like no you gave me crappy options i absolutely can complain yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that's the case now, even though it is the case now. But like, and, and <laughs> I'm just saying, in general, generally speaking, generally speaking, you you can't. It's not. I don't blame people for not voting because they're not happy with the options. Um, as, as a libertarian, what I mean, I have Joe Jorgensen, so I'll, I'll vote for whatever. I vote for Joe Jorgensen, but I, she's not my ideal candidate either. So, um, but so no, I would never say someone is sinning because they didn't vote. Um, I would say that I, I would encourage people to vote. Um, even if it's nothing but a write-in, just to just to protest the options. But. I think the question maybe more uh, that I've heard is is more along the lines of like not not am I sinning by not voting, or but more like is it wise for me to just not vote, or you know to be a good citizen because that's something that the Bible does call us to. Yeah, do we exercise that right? Being so, a good citizen is. I not, mean, I vote. Yeah, being um, a good citizen, I have and I haven't. Um, yeah, being a good citizen is is not choosing to vote. If you think both candidates are bad, right, right, that doesn't that's not making you a good citizen by by choosing. Uh, right. w- if you think both of them are bad choices, I just think that I, I always, always, I always don't like when people are blamed for not voting when when it's like, well, listen, like you have a political system that has two major parties that that you know aren't that different in the end. Like, how is it that you know you're going to blame anybody for uh, when really the party should be the ones to blame for putting up the options they put up. So I don't know. I, I, I don't, yeah, I, I, there's not a biblical mandate for people to vote. Um, you know, Paul wasn't, you know, didn't, it, there's no knowledge of, of the type of government that we have that are, that's written by back then. You know what I think is really ironic is, um, Alanis Morissette. Well, she would Isn't sing about it. Isn't it ironic? But like the, that they're called parties. Yeah. But they're yeah. not fun. <laughs> yeah. They're not by any means. You know, uh, like when I hear the word party, yeah, I you, you think know, of a good time. I get excited. Celebration. Yeah. But when I hear the word political party, yeah. I'm makes like, you sad. <laughs> nah, see you later. <laughs> so I actually get excited. So I go to politics. This is you know, we really avoided this for not, a long not time. spelled out, just the number one. And you can see oh, all the different political parties. And there's a lot out there. There's a ton out there. Yeah. Um How many? Oh, I bet you there's I mean, on the ballot, I bet you 
or they're not on the ballot, but that are uh, you probably have twenty or thirty parties that are established. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I never knew that. Oh yeah, yeah, and about, all about the weirdest things. But no, it's not yeah. a sin for people not to vote. That's silly. Okay, so on to our next question: um, Can you vote Democrat and still be a Christian? I get this more than you think. Have you ever gotten this question? Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Isn't it fascinating? I've gotten this question this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my answer would be yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, okay, so so just make it clear. It would be good to maybe, in answering this, to give the reason that the question is asked. Yeah. Probably. So, okay, so I, I, I bet you I can guess it. It's usually when it deals with abortion or gay marriage, mm-hmm. the party that tends to uh, adopt these things are Democrats. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. But that's not the case. So uh, these positions are not Republican or Democratic positions. What I mean is that Democrats, um, the Democratic Democratic platform doesn't mandate that everyone holds to those. You have Democrats who are pro-life. Right. You have Democrats that are even – look, so Barack Obama, right, when he first got elected was against gay marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that changed um, for political purposes. But the fact is it is not – it is not – the policies of Republicans and Democrats are more based off of region than they are of of their party. So, like Arnold Schwarzenegger in California was, um, I know that I mean, that that, that was, was not a very cl- poor California. That, 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 that was a okay. little, a little <laughs> so better. I mean, he, you really need to work on. He it. was he was a pro choice, pro gay marriage Republican, and then you have let's say Manchin, who's. Um, Who's who's not nearly as left as mm-hmm. Republican Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Yeah. So you, you, what I'm saying is, region will dominate policy. What someone's political posture. Some of the, I think a lot of the moral issues in in the political parties too are used to garner votes, oh, whereas the yes. political ideology may not be. So so what it becomes is you you really you know you really kind of lose sight of the political ideology and you vote for moral reasons. Yeah. Um, right. Which is which is good and seem well. I mean, I don't know. It's up for debate. It seems good, but um, but then like you know, for example, you mentioned Jorgensen. She's pro-choice. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, but so like Joe Jorgensen, if someone if a Christian would vote for Jorgensen, um, they might get some flack because you're voting for someone who's pro-choice. But Jorgensen also supports um that all of those decisions would be at the state level, that right, minimizing the federal government. Right. Um, so that would probably, in, in a lot of states, at least in, in West Virginia, it would probably help the pro-life uh, she would, she, Yeah, she would agenda. She stands for defunding Planned Parenthood right. completely, right? right. So there, there's a it's – so, it's so interesting to me. And, and the reason why I get I get a little frustrated with, with, with this feeling of like – first off, it's based, it should be based on candidates, number one. I would agree that slave or that, that abortion is, is – is, uh, I think on par with what slavery was in mm-hmm. the sense that there's this great injustice. Yeah. Um, but I, I would also say that I think Republicans have owned the House and the Senate back in 2016 and the White House, and nothing ever happened. Yeah. And this has to do a lot with the – and I'm not going to get all into this – but the legislature uh, outsourcing its power to the judicial branch and the executive branch, and they won't actually deal with any tough things because then they have to be – then they have a record on it. And so, so what I find frustrating is when – uh, when when politicians use the moral mm-hmm. um, argument, but when they're elected, they do nothing. They do nothing. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, wait a minute. If I voted for you and you did nothing, how are you any? 
how are you any better than the person who says, you know, we're going to keep the status quo right. and, and allow babies to be killed? Yeah. And so I, I find it, uh, I mean, I just, it's all so frustrating. But I think, I think um, uh, oftentimes politicians, both on the left and the right, by the way, uh, do it. They, they'll, they'll throw red meat to their, you know, their, right. you know, to, to, to get their votes. Right. So, yeah, I mean, in our church, we have, we, we have people voting, um, Republican voting Democrat voting Libertarian voting some other party <laughs> that I don't know of. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have people voting for a lot of different people, and um, and I, th- I think we're voting our consciences. I think every Christian should vote their conscience and pray about what they're what they're voting for and who they're voting for. And, but um, yeah, and I, and I would say if 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 you are deeply troubled by your options, this is why I say not voting is an okay option. Right, that is an okay option, and yeah. then also realizing there's no political party or platform or candidate that's going to perfectly align with no. with the you're, Lord because yeah. He's above all of those things. Yeah, so, it is true. Um, it's true. Yeah, if, if you're expecting a president, and th- I think this is part of it. We there is this, this desire if we can elect the right person, then we can rid evil from yeah. our land, which is just nonsense. It's Although a, Baker Knapp did slide a, um, a a song in on Sunday with. The word Trump in it. I noticed that. Oh, I yeah. noticed that. What a fitting time to sing "It Is Well" with the word Trump in it. How much were you paid, Baker? I was like, "Whoa, was that an endorsement from the church?" Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I actually got on stage and made a joke that um, somebody would get mad at that because it's 2020 and we get mad at everything. And it's true. And I well, said, I'm- "But there are no songs that say Biden in them." And Paul Bokel, of all people, found a hymn called "Abide in Him." And it was also a Biden hymn. And I was like, that's, Good job, Paul. That's fantastic. Indeed. <laughs> Good job, yeah. Tony's twin. I, I, hope th- I hope that makes <clears throat> sense, uh, though. When, like, there, there's no one. I, I really. I've heard. There, there are some gross Republicans and there are gross Democrats and there's gross libertarians. And I, I think that you just have to choose the right person. And before you vote, don't vote. The, I think it would make, I don't vote straight ticket. Never do that. Look at the people you're voting on. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, and that, see, I think the. And just educate yourself. I, yeah. I think the culture that we live in, you know, especially in what, you know, Appalachia, you know, Southern West Virginia, um, like I was raised to do that, to yeah. be a, to one, be a Democrat yeah. and to vote straight, dem- and you vote straight ticket. Um, and I, so that's, I think that's really, um, I think that's where a lot of the questioning comes in yeah. because, you know, you, I know a lot of really good Christians who are, I mean, they've got some crazy beliefs, especially when it comes to politics. Um, and to me, it just kind of doesn't align with what I feel um, like what Jesus would stand for. Um, and like you said, you're not going to find somebody that like fits Right. The mm-hmm. perfect description and stuff. But I think that that's where um, we can be very, I think that as Christians, I think that you said something a while ago that somebody would be offended by the song. Uh, one of the questions that you had, Jeremy, was, are Christians thin-skinned? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. feel like Christians, especially who believe in one party or another, are the ones who are on Facebook right now who are showing themselves and Mm -hmm. not in a good way. They're the ones who are being ugly about stuff, and they're the ones um, when people say the Christian people or the church people, like when they're debating or arguing something like, 
I, I feel like that we kind of have got to a place where we have become those, you know, those church people. Um, and not as a whole. I know that that doesn't apply to everyone, but... Um, it, it, it's true, though. I, I, I've, I've seen Christians who, who want to vote Democrat who demonize people who vote for Trump. Yeah. And that's horrible. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the opposite, uh, true, and that's horrible. I think the... I, I, it, it's, it's almost as if... And someone who teaches, by the way, uh, at a Christian school... Um, People in the church are definitely thin-skinned. It, the, the, like I, I've seen it year after year after year. If you have differing views about anything, um, then there's a concerned parent or somebody, mm-hmm. right? I remember saying last year that I didn't believe in the rapture, um, and that's a whole different podcast. But that I don't hold I don't hold to a, a dispensationalist view of a rapture. And I got a concerned parent going, you know, I, I thought, you know, are you a Christian? Basically, was, was the question. And it's like, it's Can just, you, are you qualified to teach yeah, my child about I, I, government I'm now? Stu- <laughs> I was teaching, I was teaching Bible then, but, <laughs> but either way, like it was this really, really concerned, like how, how can we disagree on this? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's like being, you know, it, what's, what's so awesome actually about the Christian faith is there's not, there are, there, when it comes to the essentials, there's this, there is a monolithic uh, agreement on, on the, what is the Christian faith, but there's also a lot of um, diversity in the gray. And, and I think that's something that's fun and, and that we should be able to disagree and debate. I know you and I have, mm-hmm. and that's fun. Like it, it there's, there's fun and, and, you know, sharpening each other and challenging one another in a friendly way. Yeah, you and I think that's fun. Yeah, I don't. Other people don't. <laughs> I'm sitting here well, shaking my head. Yeah, like I, in I, fear. I don't know who my wife already voted. I don't know who she voted for. She won't, she this. refuses to tell yeah, me who she this. voted for because she doesn't want to talk about it with me because yeah. she's like, I don't want to like debate with you. I'm like, I'm not going to debate you. And she's like, Yeah, well, you do. Yes, You're you going to ask her why. Yeah. And, and while that may not be a debate, it feels like a debate. Whenever but so, but you... thin skin is not someone who's not willing to debate. Thin skin is someone who gets upset because you have a different opinion than them. Right. And right. so, so I'm okay with people who are like, ah, I don't like confrontation. I don't want to talk about stuff. On the other hand, I, what I, what I absolutely disdain is someone who gets upset because I just don't agree on right. a non-essential issue. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing a lot of. Oh right my now. goodness. It's, uh, like it's, too much of. Yeah. Um, and it's just really ugly. Yeah, really I, ugly. I mean, I mean, questions on, gosh, uh, I shouldn't bring this up. I'm not going to bring it up. But there, 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 there are. No, that I'm was just, a close one. Do I know. It. No, because I get really frustrated by this. Do it. No, don't do it. Don't listen to Heather. No. <laughs> it's about my family. Oh, no, okay. Don't, don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, okay, don't I won't do it then. Okay. I'll take We your, don't talk about don't it about do it, family. Jeremy. On the it's not worth it. No, my, Did you say my family's not guilty of this. I was just saying, like, I, thought you said I was saying, I was saying that, 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 that I won't go into the story. I'll yeah, just do, say go that ahead. There, you take opinions <laughs> Here he goes. He's on. Opinion on, no, I'm not going to do it. There's that, that, like, you take someone's opinion. My wife and I disagree on things. I'm not going to go into details. But I'm not. I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to stay away from it. I'm trying my best, okay? So we disagree on some things. But, like, I know that if we posted any sort of opinion, um, on this online, that people would be angry. In the oh church. yeah, she like, and my thought is, like whether it's whether it's people in ministry, whether it's not like I don't. There's people in our church who post things I think it just are just dumb positions. Yeah, I don't think less of them. I'm not angry at them. I'm like, you know what? I think you need to go to a different church now. Like that. Like I would, but but I know. Can I, I know, confess that I do sometimes? Think that? <laughs> But I know that 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 the opposite can happen very quickly when people go, oh, they have an opinion of something. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be there anymore. And I think it's just, it's really, really, really frustrating and um, aggravating. I, I think that's why, like this this past week's sermon of of just like the uncertainty and fear and that yeah. sort of thing is so fitting for the time we're in because yeah, the election, the pandemic, perfectly. um, 
we've we've had people leave the church over our oh. issues of masks or mask or no mask or tables or no tables or like the way we set Truly. up the sanctuary. I mean, the dumbest things um, are causing some of the dumbest reactions. It, 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 it's so true. It's it's like what's important and what has been lost. And, and the idea of like I can like just learn to be okay that someone has a different position. Yeah, than you. it's yeah. okay. But well, the beauty of it all is that is that Jesus. In, in the midst of, of that storm is yeah. just at peace. He's totally in control, at peace. And You know what? I imagine, I what I would love is to have, not to have been there. I, don't, I want to see the transcripts of the conversations because <laughs> I guarantee you every disciple had an idea of what to do. Let's do this over here. Let, let, let's use this bucket. Right. They probably are yeah. arguing with each right. other on what to do next. Yeah. And, and what, what should tie them together is they should cling to Jesus. Right. Yeah. right? That's what should, That should be their anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we lose sight of that. And I do too. Like I'm, I'm like I'm not I'm not sitting here on my high horse acting like I don't. I, no, I do. we all do. Yeah. yeah, we're all very guilty of it. There's something that always makes us. I, do I think I think I I've I've become less than. So I think where where I've where I was a I don't know maybe I don't know if I was a political science major where everyone just disagreed and argued all the time. Maybe it's just the household I, I grew up in. But I feel like I I never I've not been thin skinned I'm probably maybe there's some areas where I'm a little thin skinned but you generally speaking like I'm okay. I'm a libertarian. My wife's a communist. It's spicy. Spicy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that was like Mr. Gadget's enemy over there. Next time, Mr. Gadget. It was. It was a really good impression, actually. <laughs> All right. So, I actually, you know, we did really well. Um, we were able to cover kind of just two totally different topics um, out of one sermon. This, then you can see that I mean, I'm like, sure we'll get a message about something. That was creative how you did um, that. Was you you told anyone who gets upset at what you say that they're thin skinned? So <laughs> they fall into your trap if they complain. It has nothing to do with the complaints we've received in the last eight weeks either. No, no, no not at maybe all. Maybe or maybe not. Listen, people, um, people, people mean well. They do. Even, yeah. even when um, feathers are ruffled, they mean well. They they want to stand up for what they believe in. That is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but just don't stand up for what you believe in to the point of like um, my, my thing downing is, someone's faith. Yeah, or, my thing is like, be respectful. I mean, shoot, right. we're yeah. all human, and we're you know we don't yeah. all believe with you know I'm I'm sure that we all in this room have different parenting um, beliefs. You know, I know that while the main points are faith aligns, mm-hmm. but there's some things that we may disagree on, and um, I think it it you cross the line when you start to disrespect somebody yeah. um and yeah and, and th- what you said was the question whether or not someone loves jesus because right because yeah. of something in the gray that's ugly yeah yeah and that's and that's i think even though these two topics are seemingly way different i think what ties them together is is you know jesus saying what are, what are you afraid of like yeah um, yeah and i think that like was that was kind if, of the beautiful fear, like if your fear of all these circumstances is overriding your faith then your fear is ultimately in the wrong thing. You should right. fear the Lord more. And that's why I really like the second part of what you said. I, Jeremy, I'm just really, I really liked what you said, these well, two these two liner. You said, though we may tremble with fear, there's everlasting peace in Christ. And, um, you know, I think that kind of goes perfectly with what we're dealing with right now in our country. Um, even, you know, within our, within our own state, within our own counties, um, especially with this pandemic and just different things going on. Um, so I, that was really good. Yeah, sometimes we have to to uh, push the brakes and kind of refocus and re re steer. 
Can I ask you all a question? Sure. What do you got Probably not. This? We're running out of time. I just want to ask one. What do you got going on this weekend? Yeah, we're out of time. Um, I'm just curious. What are y'all doing? I'm busy. Why? Busy? Okay. Never mind. I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. Old uh, TT going to be in town? No, but better than that, I was going to. I'm excited to watch the um, UFC 255, I believe, with Justin Gaethje and Khabib. Nurmagomedov, and this, uh, this... When is that? That is this Saturday. This Saturday at 8 p.m. You can catch on ESPN+. Plus. Actually, That's Justin Gaethje, the yeah. lightweight. Um, I'd love to watch that with you, but my sister's getting married. What time? Is she really? I forgot, yeah. What time? Uh, probably 8 o'clock. Is she really? Did <laughs> <laughs> she not get married this Saturday? Yeah, she is. Is she Your really? Is she really yeah. getting married? Yeah. I didn't get an invite. That's well, great. It's, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's a pandemic, pandemic, man. Pandemic, Come on. Jeremy. Don't get... Don't Quit be being thin so thin-skinned about everything. It's fine. No, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I thought me and what was her name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's great, Jamie. Congratulations. That's congratulations, awesome. Jamie. That's great. So, all right, guys. That's all we have for you today. Um, if you have any other questions, um, please send them to Jeremy and Will. <laughs> um, if you need their cell phone numbers, they are no, I'm kidding. Um, that's a wrap. <laughs>